Section 12 of Bowser the Hound by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 23. Bowser's Great Voice. To long for home when far away will rob of joy the brightest day. Bowser the Hound. There is as much difference in the voices of dogs as in the voices of human beings. For that matter, this is true of many of the little people who wear fur. Bowser the Hound had a wonderful, deep, clear voice, a voice that could be heard a great distance. No one who knew it would ever mistake it for the voice of any other hound. As a rule, Bowser seldom used that great voice of his, save when he was hunting someone. Then, when the scent was strong, he gave tongue so fast that you wondered how he had breath enough left to run. But now that he was a prisoner of kindness, in the home of the people who had taken him in when he had crept to their doorstep, Bowser sometimes bayed from sheer homesickness. When he was tied out in the yard, he would sometimes get to thinking of his home, and long to see Farmer Brown and Mrs. Brown, and especially his master, Farmer Brown's boy. Then, when he could stand it no longer, he would open his mouth and send his great voice rolling across to the woods with a tone of mournfulness which had never been there before. But great as was Bowser's voice, and far as it would carry, there was none who knew him to hear it save Blacky the Crow. You remember that Blacky knew just where Bowser was, and often flew over that farmyard to make sure that Bowser was still there. So more than once Blacky heard Bowser's great voice with its mournful note, and understood it. It troubled Blacky. Yes, sir, it actually troubled Blacky. He knew just what was the matter with Bowser, but for the life of him he couldn't think of any way of helping Bowser. That dog is homesick, croaked Blacky as he sat in the top of a tall tree, scratching his head as if he thought he might scratch an idea out of it. Of course he doesn't know how to get home, and if he tried he probably would get as badly lost as he was before. Anyway, they don't give him a chance to try. I can't lead Farmer Brown's boy over here because he doesn't understand my talk, and I don't understand his. There isn't a thing I can do but keep watch. I wish Bowser would stop barking. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes, sir, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Old Man Coyote got Bowser into this trouble, and he ought to get him out again, but I don't suppose it is the least bit of use to ask him. It won't do any harm to try, anyway. So Blacky started back for the green forest and the old pasture near Farmer Brown's to look for Old Man Coyote, and for a long time as he flew he could hear Bowser's voice with its note of homesickness and longing. Chapter 24 Blacky Tries to Get Help You'll find that nothing more worthwhile can be than helping others whose distress you see. Bowser the Hound on his way back to the green forest near Farmer Brown's home, Blacky the Crow kept a sharp watch for Old Man Coyote. But Old Man Coyote was nowhere to be seen, and it was too late to go look for him, because jolly, round, red Mr. Sun had already gone to bed behind the purple hills, and the black shadows were hurrying towards the green forest. Blacky never is out after dark. You might think that one with so black a coat would be fond of the black shadows, but it isn't so at all. The fact is, bold and impudent as Blacky the Crow is in daylight, he is afraid of the dark. 
he is quite as timid as anybody I know of in the dark. So Blacky always contrives to go to bed early, and is securely hidden away in his secret roosting place by the time the black shadows reach the edge of the green forest. Perhaps it isn't quite fair to say that Blacky is afraid of the dark. It isn't the dark itself that Blacky fears, but it is one who is abroad in the dark. It is Hooty the Owl. Hooty would just as soon dine on Blacky the Crow as he would on anyone else, and Blacky knows it. The next morning, bright and early, Blacky flew over to the old pasture to the home of Old Man Coyote. Just as he got there, he saw Old Man Coyote coming home from an all-night hunt. "'I hope you have had good hunting,' said Blacky politely. Old Man Coyote looked up at Blacky sharply. Blacky is polite only when he wants to get something. "'There was plenty of hunting, but little enough reward for it,' replied Old Man Coyote. "'What brings you over here so early? I should suppose you would be looking for a breakfast.' Now Blacky the Crow is a very wise fellow. He knows when it is to be sly and crafty, and when it is best to be frank and outspoken. This was a time for the latter. "'I know where Bowser the Hound is,' said Blacky. "'I saw him yesterday.' Old Man Coyote pricked up his ears and grinned. "'I thought he was dead,' said he. "'It's a long time since we've heard from Bowser. Is he well?' "'Quite well,' replied Blacky, but unhappy. "'He is homesick. "'I suspect that the trouble with Bowser is that he hasn't the least idea in which direction home lies. "'You enjoy running, so why not go with me to pay Bowser a visit and then lead him back home?' "'Old Man Coyote threw back his head and laughed in that crazy fashion of his "'till the very hills rang with the sound of his voice.'" End of section 12